Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Bills, Pats, both 3-0. and Here we go. Freestyle. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. It's episode 50-fucking-four of your favorite football podcast. Welcome to season three, and uh, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Hewlett, spelled with a G, like all good Jeffs. We play water polo in February. We're just cool like that. Uh, check out the G Jeff Facebook group. Uh, we're brought to you by Huck Media, as always. His twisting mustache and his team has been producing our show since day one, and it's a lot of fun. Thank you to Leslie, our stats lady, Mike. Our in-house weird guy. How you doing, Michael? Uh, not that great. Well, maybe you should put your bra strap back on. Uh, it's freaking me out that you took it out. Now your hair's everywhere. Yeah, I got a disheveled look going on tonight. It's not windy in the studio, but your hair's still blowing everywhere. <laughs> uh, is it disturbing that the bra strap's on the wrist? Is that... No, no, that seems more down at it a couple times it's like now. like a double bracelet. It's fine. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Fired up. We're going to get you ready for week four. Put some money in your pockets. Uh, remember to follow us on Instagram, at Hughes Talking, spelled H-U-S, talking. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Hewlett, G-E-O-F-F-H-U-L-E-T. You can follow Weird Mike on Twitter for first touchdowns, uh, the first touchdown prop bet at every... Uh, primetime game. Every primetime game. Thursday, Sunday, Monday. It's one of those that's not expected to win all the time. It's usually a long shot bet. You are picking the first person to score a touchdown on either team. So keep the hate mail away from the poor guy, right? <laughs> uh, you can keep the dip pics coming, though. He loves that. <laughs> Unconfirmed. I'm starting to feel better, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you still feeling better? Tough, tough goal with the weird pick last week. It wasn't just the weird pick. Uh, I was off last week. A couple of my picks, you know, on the Sunday, right? Yeah. Is that why uh, the bra strap's off, by the way? Yeah, I'm just trying to. I went back to the peaches. I don't know if you noticed that. I noticed that. I'm dealing with a very superstitious individual, by the way, folks. Uh, so we're looking to get back on the peaches, get back in the winning column. Get back on the peaches. <laughs> hey, I thought they were done. And then they roll out at the winery today, another couple bushels. So last call. You just wanted to say bushels there, and I know it. I'm all over you, all right? Like butter on bread, which I have a lot. <laughs> I don't have a sweet tooth. That's like my dessert. Uh, I'm the guy who always says no to dessert at the restaurant, to the point where I'm not sure why it's mandatory they ask anymore. That's just me. I always have a coffee. Even if it's really late, I can just shut her down right after. I don't know why. What was it that you told me a couple of years ago that you're always in Canada $2 and two minutes away from being just fine? Yeah, yeah. yeah like getting a coffee. Yeah, give me a Tim Hortons coffee. Hey, you want to come out tonight? No, I'm tired. <laughs> no, no, no. Get to the local Timmy's. Grab a large dog. Yeah, all right. You're good. Control your own fatigue, folks. No, I don't want to come over. And sit. No, no. It's 2019. You can have a rebirth shower. I've explained this on the show before. Hot water. Really hot water. End with cold water. Have an evening coffee. You can go out whenever the fuck you want. All right? Science. It's 2019. Cavemen didn't have this option. I'm speaking to my producer on my right who is anti-coffee heavy. He's, a, he's an anti-coffite. Yep. Hard. One time on my birthday, he had a nice coffee just for me. <laughs> Hawk, I love you for that, by the way. You anti-caffeinated bastard. Yeah, I know. He is. Putting a jump start of life in a weird Mike pre-show. He works longer hours than all of us, though. I don't know how he does it. Oh, natural. If I ever run out of coffee, Huck, I'm drinking your piss. Yep. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe that. Maybe not that far. Anyway, you get the point. I uh, don't. <laughs> for all you anti-coffeeites out there, control your own fatigue. Uh, speaking of fatigue, are the Bills going to be tired this week? We don't know. Probably not. They're a young team. You've been on them all year. More than me, just because as a former Bills season ticket holder, I have September fatigue, as you would say. I've actually grown to like you watching you suppress your Patriots boners <laughs> for Tom Shady when they do play the Bills because you were a former season ticket holder oh, yeah. and you are a part of Bills Mafia. Sure. I've, I've jumped on a table. Yes, I've seen it. I did it. Happen. I did it. Uh, so I, I actually like you in this week where you're not all Pat's. You know what I mean? I, I still like him. <laughs> of course you do. And there's lots of reasons, too. But I got a couple of reasons why you shouldn't. Okay? okay. First of all, they're banged up. A little bit. Okay? They got 2-0 line down. We don't know if Edelman's playing. Uh, Tom said he was old for the first time ever in practice this week. Yeah, he's just fucking with you. Yeah, it could be. Totally. He uh, says that to Giselle as he destroys her. <laughs> <laughs> She's Brazilian. She might uh, destroy him. Remember when he called me old, baby? Bam! <laughs> Let's fucking go. It's their first real test. 
The Patriots have yet to beat a team that has won a game. Fair. Okay? I'm not saying the Bills are world beaters, but this is their first real test, rolling into the Ralph. Like I said, Bills Mafia in full throat. And, and we both know this. The Patriots don't need this game. They don't need this to validate their season. No. Nope. They're weak. Their focus, their their goals of another nothing. They do not. Yeah, we'll go four and zero. Of course, the Bills are going to stumble later in the season. So you know, there's three reasons that are rare for the Patriots. Let me tell you something, Michael. All right, as you uh, adorn your bra strap on your wrist in a in a double loop, the Patriots, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and company. They've been winning 90%, 95% of the games over the last 19 years that they don't really need to win because they, they win them anyway. <laughs> so you could say they're banged up. If I got Tom Brady and a bunch of human beings, um, they generally beat Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I've seen this story before. Last time the Bills were 3-0, and do you know what they finished? No. 6-10. Tough year. But this is not. The Bills of yesteryear. It's not the Bills of yester yesteryear, but it's not the Bills of yesteryear. When I was a season ticket holder, folks, with my buddy, uh, my buddy Nolan and uh, our good old boy Royal, who's got some Eagles tickets up for grabs via Look Who's Talking if you want. Absolutely. D- DM us uh, to get some Bills Eagles tickets. We were there for, we started our season tickets for the J.P. Lossman era of Buffalo. For some reason, Buffalo, in the windiest, coldest climate in the NFL, pretty much, Drafted some California kid who was about 5'8", with a little bit of attitude and a weak arm. (laughs) And we watched him on third and fives throw one-yard passes for the next three years. And me, Pete, Phil, and probably you a bunch of times would just slap each other. Like, what are we fucking doing here? That was a good time. Good barbecue. Good tailgate. 77,000 people like like it's Woodstock, but they're all going to watch a really crappy football team. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. It is not yesteryear. No, it's not. I like it Josh Allen. Now. I like Josh Allen a lot. You like the kid. Yep. Bill's Mafia going to rise up. Uh, it's the right time of the year to be getting the Patriots, like I said. This is a break for the Bills, right? You think Still, it's a good time to be I, I do. the Patriots? I really do. They've, they're winning by 20. They're playing nobody. <laughs> the Steelers with Ben weren't nobody. They, weren't they? Nobody? Apparently, this guy couldn't wait to get off the sideline. He looked, they all fucking hated he him. He looked like a black and gold Santa Claus. He looked Claus. like <laughs> an out-of-shape wrestler. He, he did. He looked, okay. like a, looked like a wrestler at the end of his contract. So we don't know that that wasn't the worst team in the league. They're only getting better, the They're Steelers. They're not the worst team in the league. Anyway, anyway, the point is, it's their first real test. And there's some good Bills mojo. I'm saying every 10 years it happens. Sure. And it's been nine years since the last time this happened. Let us know what you think, folks. Are they going to circle the wagons in Buffalo? Or is, uh, is Tom Brady just going to, you know, go beat the Bills and go home and bang Giselle like he always does? Let's be honest. It's a seven-point road favorite for a reason. Uh, leaning towards it. Tell you later. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I could see, look, I've seen, I can see the Bills coming out really hard, and then just they get destroyed in the second half. What are you going to do? Okay. A uh, lot of big games this weekend. Uh, it's week four. This is sort of make it or break it for some teams. I yeah, mean... 0-4 ends this season. Also make it break it for some players. Marcus Mariota. How many... Sorry, Huck. You know, your boy. He sucks. Even Huck's saying, Huck, if you suck, according to Huck, you know you suck. <laughs> I actually don't think he sucks. He's like... He's mediocre, which is almost worse than sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't suck enough to like... At least there'd be clarity there. Wow, this guy's awful. Let's move on. He, it's, again, when you're shot-putting the ball, he's always had this slight shot-put throw to it. It just eliminates some sort of rocket arm throws that you kind of need. Those over the linebacker before the safety throws, he struggles with. So just like kind of Alex Smith, it's, and he's not even as smart as Alex Smith or as mobile, and he's all banged up. Anyway, it's not good, Marcus. If you don't beat Atlanta this week, there's going to be calls for Ryan Tannehill, and they, and they won't be wrong necessarily. But, I mean, is Tannehill the answer? Now the whole Titans team is just, who are we? What are we doing here? Why would we come to the prom as friends? Like, let's just get the hell out of here. Yeah, and Vrabel looks like the weird chaperone <laughs> at the prom. Yeah. He's got, you know, 
kind of always whenever it's weird. Rabel's got a weird vibe. He does have a weird vibe. Whenever the Titans get a touchdown scored against them, he looks up from his clipboard like he just got homework handed to him that he doesn't understand. <laughs> I kind of like uh, the Titans. I see a new trend emerging now in the NFL. Why? Uh, Thursday night losers are winning a lot on Sunday and almost always covering. That's fair. Okay. Tampa did it. The Bears did it. We'll see what happens with Philly this week. But Tennessee's in that spot this week. Uh, you know, you're watching football Sunday. Your body's kind of already off right. And you're, you can't wait to get back out there. You're not playing. You kind of have this helpless feeling. Right. An extra week of motivation and practice. Um, so Tennessee qualifies there. I, I like them. It's not my weird pick, but Tennessee, uh, interesting to see where they go with that. I think football and F1 racing, which, by the way, on Netflix, if you want to watch something new, and even if you're not into racing, watch uh, F1 Drive to Survive. It is fucking badass, and it'll get you into F1. I wasn't into it. Now I can't. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, anyway, F1 and football are the, one of the only professional sports uh, where you really you have at least a week sometimes uh, to get back out there and kind of reprove yourself. You have a bad round at the U.S. Open in round one. You get a good night's sleep. You go back out there. You hit some balls. Before there can even be one day's news on your shitty first round, you might be out there hitting birdies, totally redeeming yourself. You know? Like, uh, in football, it's already bad enough. You have a really bad week one, you know, week on Sunday. You got to wait a full week to sort of get back out there and reprove yourself. You know, you got a whole bunch of media asking you, hey, this guy's saying you're overrated, blah, blah, blah. You know, your coach is taking heat. Lasts a week. When you lose on Thursday, that's an extra three days. While you're watching everybody else in the league make a name for themselves that week. You are just hanging on that loss for this extra three days. I think you're so right. I like that. Up in the urgency. I hate the Titans. I like the angle, though. On uh, You're just so ready to win after ten days. And who the fuck has Atlanta? Like, they should be 0-3. They should be. Nelson Aguilar dropped a touchdown on Sunday night. The guy you the guy had, it, it was one of the worst drops I've ever seen. Like, the game was over, 12 seconds left, and now he's getting chirped for catching babies. Of course I saw the drop. Yeah, I, it was such a bad drop and such a game-changing drop that a guy who was catching babies out of a burning house in Philadelphia, which doesn't really happen in real life, that is a cartoon situation that, like, Looney Tunes would come up with. You are catching babies out of a burning house. This is the best moment of your life. Try, try beating that. You could open a company that gets as big as Amazon, and you might not be as much of a natural hero to the rest of the world as catching babies out of a burning house, and you still have it in your mind as a piss-off that a team and guy you actually might cheer for has pissed you off enough with a drop that you reference him on your hero news interview, like there would be in the movie. Sir, you caught babies. You know, what do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, you know, they were dropping them. I was catching them. Unlike, you know, Aguilar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives that look like, come on, bro. Anyway, good for you, bro. Aguilar reached out to him. You probably heard this, folks. Reached out to him, to the guy, and he's giving him, uh, like, hero, a hero sort of welcome to the next home game. Shout out Nelson, man. That's uh, taking the high road and... You know, maybe yep. it turns the season around. By the time you hear this podcast, the Thursday night will be over. But uh, I'm predicting Aguilar over 45 and a half yards. We'll see if it happens. I can't help you, a folks. ghost prediction. There you go. I'm taking it. Aguilar catching babies and a touchdown tonight for over 45 and a half yards. Uh, man, we got a bunch of stuff going on. Value, folks. Value. Okay? That's why you go to the grocery store and you shop around a little bit. All right? Value. It's great. Cleveland, no one's been ever been shitting on them more. Baltimore, they played two shitty teams, and then they backdoor covered against uh, Kansas City. They really should have lost that game by a bit more. Lamar Jackson was throwing up some prayers across the field that were randomly caught, which allowed them to get that sort of touchdown that make it, to make them not lose by double digits. I think a plus seven spread this week's ridiculous. Baker Mayfield and the boys get back on track with not only a cover, but the underdog of the week, folks, brought to you by what people used to 
chirped me when we were playing football in grade four. We played tackle football in grade four. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Elementary school tackle football without pads is why everybody loves football. And it's why everybody has their favorite players. Because if you've played recess football where you're just escaping and you're you know running around scrambling for like 20 seconds sometimes, like Russell Wilson or Mike Vick, that's why when Brett Favre was having so much fun playing, you're like, yeah. And any throws possibly never gives up. That's why it's awesome. We were big into British Bulldog at St. Teresa. We got real dirty. Yeah, yeah, we played that. We played British. Dude, we were messed up at St. Elizabeth Seton. Got at St. Elizabeth Seton, we played British Bulldog. We had a downhill, a big hill. Oh my God! You in played? our in our uh, like right on our playground, leading down to Lake Wabakane, and we played GT Snow Racer British Bulldog. So you like everybody except one guy is at the top of the hill going down on their GT Snow Racers. And there's one guy who's trying to clothesline or tackle you before you get down. It got rough. And then it gets down to, like, there's two of you on GT Snow Racers trying to get down the hill against an army of, like, 12 guys. I mean, you're, you're scorpioning people. I can't believe we didn't break backs and stuff. Kids are indestructible. It's I played up. one time, and I refused to go a second. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Um, anyway... Back in the day, we played tackle football. Somebody, anyway, you let the dogs out. My dog of the week, the Cleveland Browns. Knee the, deep in the dog pound this week. The dog of the week, straight out of the dog pound. They screwed me last week. You just said knee deep. Knee deep. That tells me you're not all the way committed to that pick, Hugh. I know. I just messed up this expression. I am. Okay. I am. Fisting, Say it. I'm fisting the Browns this week. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like the Ravens as a big fave. I never have. Right. Uh, I don't think Cleveland's a bad team. You know, I like to bet bad teams yeah, against yeah, yeah. Baltimore. Um, staying away, very, very excited to see because if Cleveland wins, they're in first place. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. And <laughs> they know that too. You so know? we're talking like, hey, this is the worst team ever to first place on, you know, one possession. Yeah. So very excited. Sunday ticket, need it. Kansas City showed people how to beat the Ravens. They're weak in the secondary to the point where – McCole Hardman and Robinson destroyed them for these long bombs. All right, the Dolphins couldn't do that. And uh, anyway, I'll get that more in you picks. The Dolphins can't do anything, bro. Exactly. <laughs> right, hey, they're going to sneak one by. All right, look, we're, me, and, uh, me and Weird Mike are both in a big, big survivor pool. Yeah, let's get to that, And bro. it has taken over... It's taken over our conversations. Yeah, it's taken over friendships. Yeah, people moving. A lot of stuff counties, going on. International scan. If, if oh. you're if you're in a survivor pool, uh, you know you might be stressing out this week, just like us. Our buddy Mike Mattisbacker, uh, big dog, representing the eastern part of Toronto that uh, none of us really go to that much by choice. Brooklyn, Ontario. What are you gonna do? Hey, swinger capital of the world. S- not the world. Canada. It might be Ontario. Yes. But this is a real estimated thing. 20% it's of a real the thing, adult folks. population in Brooklyn, Ontario. It's a real a thing, swinger. folks. If you want to swing, you and your spouse move out to Brooklyn, Ontario. Don't even tell her. <laughs> like and, Mike didn't. <laughs> and uh, put your garage door three quarters down. Yeah, yeah. My old boss told me that's a real thing. He was walking his dog. They had just moved there. And he's like, man, a lot of people are just leaving their, their garage doors up like two feet. And some other neighbor was like, oh, yeah, that, that, uh, that means this. Yeah. And apparently they got some crazy-ass star in the window that's, like, built into the window. It's a holiday thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on in and S- bang my wife. <laughs> that's so, how, so weird. How spicy. That's so weird. How spicy is the yoga class in Brooklyn, Ontario the next day? Oh, Everybody's spilling the tea. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you. Did you see what Chad brought? <laughs> oh, my word. And, like, when you get invited to parties. Anyway. So, tell me. I'm, uh, I'm engaged in one of these yeah, yeah. Uh, survivors he's, with the big he's, dog. He's got so. this expression called fuck soup. Basically, which means in, sometimes in football, there's things that you totally can't explain that just far of it happened. All right? And he thinks it's going to happen so much that he pulls his own hair out. <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's going to happen this week. He thinks he's a, guy, he's a paranoid guy. All right? But we love him. Point is, I'm smelling a fuck soup week. I am. We got some big favorites, like Me the too. Chargers coming into Miami. Yeah, they're probably going to win. Probably a good survivor pick. I'm staying away. Uh, the Dolphins had that game early against the Cowboys, let it slip away. That was in Dallas. Dallas is a better team than the Chargers right now. Agreed. So what I don't like about the Chargers is Bosa and Ingram on the outside. Eh, probably a problem. I think it's a fuck soup week. What do you think, Mike? I think it's a fuck soup everywhere else but the Chargers. I think the Dolphins, they got their bye after this week. 
Yeah. So they're, they they play this week at home. They get shit kicked by the Chargers. They take their bye. They regroup. Then they fuck the survivor pool. After the bye, reset the, the mood, and they'll get one of those next two games. Total opposite end of the coin. Sorry to do this to you. It's okay. They got their bye week coming up. So you think they want to be, be, be talked about as like the worst team ever for like two straight weeks? They are going to give everything they, they got into this game, I think. Full effort from the Miami Dolphins. I think it's a mail-in. I think it's the exact opposite. No, no, no. I'm not saying the Chargers roll because they're not that team to like just pile on. I don't know if I'm saying I like the number, but the Chargers lost two in a row. Get your win. You can go 1-15. and 15. No one will care. You don't want to start getting into the 0-16 conversations. Get your win. Go to the bye week. You're in Miami. Enjoy life. They're not too bad, you know? Being 0-3 in Miami is way better than being like 0-3 in Cincy, you know? We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so who you taking in your survivor? Oh, yeah, you don't tell anybody. <laughs> you asshole. Who the hell did you take last week? Last week I took the Dallas Cowboys. So did I. And for a moment, as you briefly referenced, Jeffrey. Yeah, I was worried. Uh, the Dolphins were down four, and Ryan Fitzpatrick checked back into the game. Yep. And I saw my survivor life flashing before my eyes. Yep. I saw it happening because there was a little dig in the Dolphins. I peed my pants but, a bit. Uh, super scared. Obviously, they lost and did not cover. No. <laughs> lost the 23-point spread. That's a big one for a bad team. Uh, my survivor this week uh, is obviously the toughest. Yeah. Matty referenced it. A lot of tough games. Are you actually revealing your survivor no, pick? No, oh, okay. No, you're just going to keep this going? I, yeah. I'm not even sure if Mike's still in, by the way. He might have lost week one. <laughs> I told you. I would never lie to you guys. That's true. Just everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fired up, man. It's going to be a good week. You guys can all pick whoever you want. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. This is my risky pick. What? Yeah. Yep. I'm hoping the Bucks beat the Rams. I'm hoping the Dolphins beat the Chargers. And I laugh my way to taking the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, on the only week I can take them this year. And I'm going to get to that in my truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. Is that being a rookie coach in the NFL is tough, especially in your own division. Especially when you're up against a coach and a team that probably knows your team better than you do. Let me give you an example. The coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, he just came over as a position coach, quarterback coach from the Los Angeles Rams. Okay? They don't play the Steelers. He's got no idea. They scouted, when you're on the Rams coaching staff, you scout the Rams opponents. You scout the NFC West. He arrives in the offseason. He knows the Bengals. He's known them for six months. Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers and that core of coaches and team know the Bengals. They've been playing them and beating them for like the last eight years. So Mike Tomlin, in a must-win game, in primetime, in Pittsburgh, you tell me he's not going to win? With a capable quarterback, Mason Rudolph, and a defense that proved itself last week. Five turnovers that they earned against a good San Francisco team in San Fran. They're coming home on Monday night in an absolute must-win game. They traded their first-round pick. They haven't given up on this year. Plus, they might be watching uh, their next guy. That's always something to sort of go with. Hey, this might be the guy, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph also knows he let the team down last week. He also made some nice throws, but he let the team down, a little nervous in the first half on the road. What better way to step into the limelight with like a four-touchdown performance at home, really good passer rating, no turnovers, and a shit-kicking of the Cincinnati Bengals team that is the Titanic and Andy Dalton's the iceberg. It's time to move on. The Cincinnati ownership group, management, and team and fan base have all, have all watched a whole bunch of teams with probably better quarterbacks than Andy Dalton decide that they could do better, draft a young quarterback, and he's better. It's a new league. Andy's sort of proven he doesn't quite have it. So I'm looking at the team going down with the ship and looking at a team fixing their ship, trying to uh, 
trying to get this season back on back on track. I like Pittsburgh on Monday night in a sneaky survivor pick. I've b- rolled against the Dolphins two weeks in a row. I don't want to do it again. And that's just me. I'm rolling with the Steelers. You do what you want. Another example, though, watch for this stuff. Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, okay? He's facing Pete Carroll and the Seahawks this week. The Seahawks have been beating Arizona, not always handily. These are tight games. We've been playing Arizona for a long time. This core of coaches, this Russell Wilson and this team. So they know him better than Kingsbury knows him. Russell Wilson is 6-1 in his last uh, seven games against Arizona. And there's just something to watch for. Pete Carroll knows the Arizona players better than Kingsbury. Mike Tomlin knows the Cincinnati Bengals more than their own coach. Something to watch for. If you're a new coach in the league, you'd rather play these cross-conference games, these cross-division games. You don't want to play this coach that knows your team better than you. It's like going on a double date and your ex-girlfriend is dating some new guy. And he's looking at the menu, okay, Uh, and thinking, like, oh, what does she want? All right? And you're like, bro, order the Merlot. I may as well get the bottle, all right? She can swig it. (laughs) May as well get some water or that's going to end up on your shoe on the way home. You know her better than he does. I've been on a few dates like that. That's weird. You've been on a double date where your ex was dating somebody else? Not necessarily the ex, but I know the person better than the person. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. doesn't have to be an ex. The point is you have leverage. You have an advantage. And Mike Tomlin and Pete Carroll have an advantage. I'm taking Tomlin at home on Monday night, getting risky with my survivor pick. When else are you taking Pittsburgh this year? Against the Bengals at home when they're 0-3 on Monday night football. What do the Steelers always say? It's a big, it's a five-star game because we in it. I see some swagger in that Pittsburgh defense, and I don't think Andy Dalton's going to do anything about it. So there you go. Truth of the week. Some of these coaches know these players better than their own coaches do. That's what, what happens when you hire these really young coaches with not a lot of NFL experience. Kingsbury with a Texas Tech last year. I like him. But it's going to take a little while. That, uh... Zach Taylor looks like he was in grade nine last year. Okay, He's the quarterback's coach of the Rams for about a year. Now he's the coach of the Bengals. Looks like he's crying at the end of that Bills game. I'll take the Steelers. Mike will tell you next week <laughs> who he's taking. Yeah, I'll tell you next week. Okay, there you go. That's very, very nice uh, of you. That's got a podium finish for your truth of the week. Solid angle. I like that. I like it. Uh, it's a I'll risky t- pick. Oh, Mason. No. You're breaking a, a serious survivor rule by taking a team to win that's never won before <laughs> in this current state. That's right. That's right. That is a big no-no I know. in the survivor world. I know okay? it is. I know it is. You may as well take the Bengals. They've won as many games. No, that's not really how, that's not how it you're works. You're right. Don't take the Bengals, <laughs> folks. And that's not my survivor. The double pick. date scenario. I thought that was pretty good. It yeah. was good. Yeah. Never uh, go on a double date, by the way, when, with your ex, ever. Like, come on, what are you doing? Double dating's dead. Not with two... Dating's not, dead, let alone double dating. Dating is not dead, neither is double dating. When you cross your arms, I know you're going to say something dumb. <laughs> huh? Please. What, you and a... Uh, you know, a couple, couple, hey, let's go out, we're having a good time. What are you talking about? I've been on a bunch of double dates yeah. recently. Okay. They've been great. Usually if there's, a, if there's a dog, too. Willow's in the studio, by the way. Big shout out to Willow. Yeah, shout out uh, Willow and the uh, heart attack. I thought the official she- dog of Huck Media and uh, his better half, Willow. Nice to have you in the studio taking a little nap. She's not into football too much. What are you going to do? She can't speak English or throw or catch. I bet she could punt with her, with her mouth. Not all of our listeners speak uh, English, Jeff. None of them speak dog. <laughs> <laughs> we got them all corners of the globe. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Ni hao, priviet, hola. Uh, bonjour and Vonnegum. That's the first time I ever remembered it. Not Remember bad. you're listening to Look Who's Talking. Thanks a lot. Big shout-outs to James Duhamel, Chris McElhaney, uh, Lee Van de Mosdyke, and my boy John Albertson out in Sweden, and uh, Skip McDonnell. Uh, big shout-out, and uh, congrats on the wedding. But thanks to everyone for sharing. That hasn't happened yet. Is that bad luck? Anyway, congrats uh, on getting married soon. No. <laughs> uh, I think he might have a, an extra seat for you at the wedding if he, you're still in town. He messaged me, I'm, I'll be out west. But God bless you, Greg, for thinking of me. Late. <laughs> you want to be Weird Mike's Place One? No, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roadie. <laughs> driving, across the, driving across the country, folks. I'm fired up. That's, uh, that's exciting. I it wish you well, buddy. It is exciting. Just like a lot of games this week. Let's get right into it, Mike. I'll give you... I'm not, no, you don't have honors. No, I got um, honors, yeah. Perfect podium last week. Perfect podium. Totally farved up the under. I uh, gave you the Giants. I didn't know Daniel Jones was going to go off. By the way, 
Everyone just relax on the kid. Yeah. They should have lost that game. <laughs> they had a 34-yard field goal from the absolute middle. Uh, Bruce Arians, the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was walking out with, like, the Black Panther fist like he had won the game and then basically had a mini heart attack. <laughs> Tampa Bay's becoming my white whale. Yes. Through a season and a half now, I can't really figure him out. Is that what a white whale means? Is that what that I don't expression know. I means? The pirate ship I don't the think that movie. is. Yeah, I don't know. How about it's becoming your wench, <laughs> which is not a server. It is a pirate hooker. <laughs> Amongst other things. Unless you are They're just pretending, if you're pretending to be a wench as a job, as maybe you're like a, a former cheerleader slash like event host. White whales, uh, you, can't, you can't get that person. I feel right? like, like I, I, feel I don't like, get them. I feel like there's a lot of in, Instagram influencers that are becoming wenches in Tampa Bay. I think they might shock the world at the Coliseum this week. So do I. Fuck, hashtag fuck soup. Okay? Yeah. Watch out for them Rams. They don't have the juice. Also, Mike Evans deserved to win that game. Yeah, for real. Good, come on. He's fighting for that ball. Anyway, also, the Bucks had 13 seconds left. What are you doing? What are you doing? But that doesn't mean I'm not going to take you this week because the value is too high. I'll explain why after you picks, but here are you picks. You Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Love this song. So do you. You've told me in my DMs. Remember to hit us up with our DMs. Send us your picks. If you think you're better than us, let us know. All right. Uh, we were three and three last week. We started off, we're looking really good. Detroit won outright. Loved it. We had the Steelers, loved it. We had the Texans, loved it. Uh, unfortunately, the under didn't go so well. And uh, well, what are you going to do? Our first pick this week. I absolutely love the Chicago Bears at home. Minus two and a half. Gold pick. The Vikings, again, overrated. The Raiders they have a problem in their secondary. They looked really bad last week. They are, the Vikings are not that good. Also, don't trust Kirk Cousins to beat up uh, on that Chicago Bears defense, especially in Chicago. He is not good against good teams. Check out his record. Go Bears. If you take it under for, for under a field goal, I love this. They're just a better team. Uh, second pick, I'm taking the Cleveland Browns, plus seven at Baltimore. Baltimore's value, sky high, and Cleveland's value has never been lower. Look, I like Cleveland's receivers, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, to finally sort of really get involved and win a game here because some guy named Robinson and some guy named Nicole Hardman last week absolutely exposed the Baltimore defense. Okay, they didn't have a running game. They just got beat deep by guys who were fast, but let's be honest, they're not OBJ and Juice Landry. Okay? Uh, Cleveland Browns plus seven. I think they're going to win the game. If the Ravens win, it'll be by less than a field goal. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns the underdog of the week. They win the game and get back to on top of the division. Look, Baker's better than Lamar. All right? He's better than Lamar at being a quarterback. Deal with it. He is. And uh, get that line before it gets down to six and a half. That's way too high. That line's going to move. Plus seven's too much. Okay, I'm taking Pittsburgh minus four on Monday Night Football. Been watching the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time. Emotional teams, an emotional team run by an emotional coach. They love primetime games. They also, when an emotional team is 0-3 and they don't think they're supposed to be, watch the fight in these Pittsburgh Steelers. Fired up their fans, giving them some hope for the season. And I like Mason Rudolph to get into that conversation of, hey, Ben, maybe don't come back. I'm not saying I think that, but Mason thinks that. Ben thinks that. Ben is worried about that as hell. That's why he didn't want Mason to be drafted two years ago. Pittsburgh Steelers, minus four and a half. I love it. Uh, four some places, four and a half. Uh, I'll take it at four and a half. I like them too much. And uh, there we go. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with my fourth pick, plus nine and a half. It's way too much. Tampa Bay should have beat the Giants. They were also up 18-3. That's some just kind of a whole bunch of lucky bads plays, lucky circumstances. When you're up 18-3, you should win the game. They should have won that game. They should be 2-1 and one at the head of that division, heading into the uh, LA Rams, who should have lost last week. Okay, Baker Mayfield should have run that ball in. Bad play calling. They should have won that game. So the Rams are overrated. The Bucks are underrated. And uh, yeah, 9.5, too much. This will be a one-possession game by either team. Take the 9.5. I'm taking the New England Patriots, minus seven. I think the game will be close early on. Sorry, folks. I think I think the Bills will come out firing on defense. Tom's not going to move the ball that well early on, but I got the best adjustment head coach in the world 
I got the second best adjustment head coach in the world. Who's the offensive coordinator of the, of the Patriots, Josh McDaniels. They're going to figure out a way to get this game out of hand in the second half. And that's what I'm going on. Going on. Patriots win 30-20. And what starts out is a great game early on. And I think the Patriots roll at the end. 10-point win. Take the seven points. Tell them make sure. They are making sure all year on their way to the perfect season. Sorry. I love it. If I'm wrong, whatever. I'm a, My heart will be pumped. My pocket will not be pumped. <laughs> Probably like a lot of you. And my last pick of the week is the New York Giants minus three at home to the Washington Redskins. Redskins, I have them now as the third worst team in the league until they switch quarterbacks. That team's given up on Case Keenum, whether the coach knows it, whether Case knows it. Uh, they just don't have the guns. They don't have the defense. They got to get lucky to win all these games. Daniel Jones got some juice, as our buddy The Hurt says. And three points is healthy. They got to probably win by a touchdown at least. Uh, love it. Go with the Giants. And those are your six picks. Those are your who picks. You! And that's Obi tries. <laughs> Michael, please. I like uh, I like the Bucks. I kind of do think they might even win that game. In the fuck soup. Soup fucking. There you go. It's almost fall. Oh, it is fall time. It's, it's, to, it's you gotta it's, start fucking soup. It's well into fall. I love soup. Uh, uh, don't like the Browns. I, I don't like that game to handicap. That's a really tough. That's a weird game to handicap. We mentioned that. I'm surprised you took that. Plus seven. It's too much. Yeah. And uh, line them up on a neutral field right now. Fuck Tom Shady, man. You guys, you going with the seven, eh? Yeah. You didn't think that was too much? If it goes to, I better to go to seven and a half. So I'll take it at seven. Wow. Yeah, the Sharps will bet up Tom at the end, I think. I think it goes deadlocked. Yeah, we'll see. If Edelman doesn't play, it's coming down. I believe he's playing. I believe he's playing. We're Check for that, folks. A lot. Look, there's some guys. Here's how handicappers do it, okay? In case you don't know, uh, some of the best guys in Vegas, they have a different list than me, but here's what they do. They line up. Oh, you have any list? You told me your pick yet. No, give me. You want to hear this? Yeah, I want to hear it. So what you do is, write a, if you want to kind of decide for yourself and not just look at the point spreads and, just, and look at, like, the ESPN power rankings and try to put some sort of actual coordination together, okay? You watch a lot of football, folks. Right now, at home, wherever you are, when you get home, write down all 32 teams, but not in order, and then put them into an order that you think that they belong in. As in, you would not take... So, for instance, I, uh, if you think... I have the Seattle Seahawks, nine. I have the Detroit Lions, 10, okay? That's because in a neutral field, I would take Seattle to beat Detroit. Right now, in my, on my list, it says by half, like half a point. Or they're, actually, they're even tied. But I have them 9 and 10. So that's the whole thing. Go down the whole list, and whoever you wouldn't take to beat somebody on a neutral field, uh, they have to go lower. And that's the way it works. And then you assign a, a value system. So I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Number one, I'll, I'll read my list to you. I got New England. Kansas City, the Green Bay Packers, Los Angeles Rams, the Indianapolis Colts, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions at 10, 11, the Chicago Bears, 12, New Orleans. See, in New Orleans, I dropped from last week because of the Drew Brees injury. And not just drop them on the list, but you assign a point value. So who's your bottom four? My bottom four, the, la- the worst team that I have is the New York Jets. At minus six points so we below got, zero. So the Detroit Lions are playing the New York Jets. What's, what's, this, what's the spit out? So the whole idea is you assign a point value to each team. So the New England at number, my number one team, they are plus six on my list. The worst team is the New York Jets minus six. But you also add three points for home field advantage. That's the way it works, folks. So on my list, if the game was in New England and New England was playing the Jets, okay, it's a 12-point. Just happened. I know, 12-point differential. If it was in New York... Uh, on my list, I would have New England favored by... Hold on, hold on. This actually proves your exact math. You said that was 6-6, six to six, right? Yep. So that's 12. Yep. Give New England 13 or 3 points for home field makes it 15. Yep. They only won the game by 16. Was the game... Yeah. 30-14 to 14 There you go. was the final. Was, so it in, was it in New England yeah, or in New York? Of course it was in New England. Okay, there you go. Exactly. So, And I didn't even look at anyone else's list. This is my list. And... You just assign point value. So I have New England plus six, Kansas City plus five. My third team is Green Bay plus four. Then I have a couple teams tied. I have the Rams, Colts, Philly, all at plus three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. You get the point. Now, you could just sort of make a point spread out of this 
and see what your point spread is and then see what the actual point spread is. And when you have the biggest discrepancies, these are the games you should be picking because you are thinking a different value to some teams than, than, uh, than Vegas is. That's why I'm taking the Browns this week. I have the Browns as a basically tied with the Ravens in, as value. The Browns are my 14th team, and I have the Ravens, sorry, they're overrated, as my 15th team, but they're both plus one and a half. So the Ravens, in my mind, should be favored by three. And that does sound right, because then they're the home team, they're totally even, favored by three. Because of this value discrepancy, they're favored by seven in Vegas. I disagree, that's why I'm begging the Browns, and that's the way I do it. Just let you know, folks, make your own list, make your own, assign your own values, and you'll really know who you want to pick. Going up against Vegas' lines. Yeah, make your own list so you don't blame him. There you go. When he goes two, three, and one. The other thing you have to do, and you can do this in the NBA, this works even better, but uh, is you got to assign point values to guys. So Drew Brees is worth three points. Big Ben's worth three and a half. Uh, And for instance, some of the position players, I got Deshaun Jackson, one point. Denzel Ward, big DB on Cleveland, one point. And that's the way it works. That's the way Fezzik does it on uh, FS1. Great show. If you like sports gambling, lock it in. It's awesome. Or sorry, not lock it in. Uh, straight out of Vegas with our boy R.J. Bell, who always sounds like he has water in his mouth. I'll make the team list Who's your... one step at a time. There you go. It's a good idea. It is a good idea. And it helps you. Okay, uh, who's your pick? Hurting. First loss in, uh, since the uh, NBA All-Star game. Yeah, he had the Denver Broncos, <laughs> folks. They really should have covered that spread. Two turnovers inside their own 10 gave Green Bay 14 points. Hard loss. Get ready to feel like you're listening to the morning announcements, but they keep cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Weird pick. We're going to get a, a really weird track for it soon if, if I get back on track. <laughs> they did me dirty at Lambeau. Yep. Let's see if they can clean the slate at Mile High. Denver Broncos. Again, eh? At home. Minus three versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. A Thursday night winner, which coincidentally don't do as well. The flip side to that argument I brought up earlier. Indeed. They over-celebrate. Jags not rolling into Denver too often. The altitude an issue. Who knows what the farve is going on with Jalen Ramsey. He's threatening to take other players with him now. Like, it's getting weird. The coach is laughing it off. Yeah. Like, nothing's happening. Hey, Doug. Hey, Doug Marone. Your team's going up in flames, and you got a a nice young kid who kind of looks like Huck a bit, now that I'm looking at him twice. (laughs) That's a good thing. Okay. I'd pay to look like Huck. And the Broncos 0-3. I had them winning seven games. I made a list like that for season wins. Yes, you did. And the Broncos weren't anywhere near there, so that's going to even the table. Right. Uh, let's settle down on the Minshew hype, you know? Gardner Minshew, love the kid. I'm on Minshew's bandwagon. He's got the porn sponsorship, Maybe. and he won on primetime, and whatever, you know? But Broncos need a win. They don't got no sacks. Ugly game. Broncos get off the schneid. And here's another little betting tidbit from Weird Mike. I like desperate teams at home. You mentioned it to start the show. Yep. Week four is make or break. Right. 0-3's down and out. Very poopy. But 0-4's make or break. It ends tomorrow. They lose at home to Jacksonville. Their season's over. Elway's regretting the Flacco. Uh, They may not like this guy that they got for coach. Like, it's total, you know, hey. Yeah, I know. Do we need to pivot from all of this? And it's only a field goal. Because the Gardner hype's kind of juiced the line a bit. And we all saw the less than stellar effort at Lambeau. So I'm going to roll with the Broncos, minus three. It's got push written all over it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really does. Uh, two, one, and one. Not the end of the world through four. That'd be a good look who's talking t-shirt. Just something that says, that's got push written all over it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Because I took the Broncos season win total at seven, yeah. and I'm fucking begging for yeah, a push. I feel like just I'm, begging. I feel like that might be influencing your <laughs> weekly picks. Uh, you know, I, I, I refuse to believe at the quarter poll, week four, the quarter poll, the NFL season, one of the favorite times of the year here on right. Look Who's Talking. Right. I, I, I refuse to give up that or uh, admit the fact that my handicap with the Broncos was so wrong. Dead wrong. It's not. They, they still I know, should. but if they lose to Jacksonville, it is. Sure. 
It's over. <laughs> Two things come to mind. Tell me. I mean, traditionally, I do like. I, I do. I would like this pick. Two things. One, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been farving the Broncos since way back in the day. Tom Coughlin's original run with the Jaguars. Yesteryear. Yester, yesteryear. When they took out the Broncos, who were well on their way to, this, to the Super Bowl that year. And they're like the newest team in the league. And they go into Denver in a hostile environment, and Mark Brunel's Jags win the game. A little bit of history. Didn't, I forgot about that. Yeah, big game. Elway's, he's, he said this. It's his least favorite game ever because they were so ready. Um... Also, Gardner Minshew is just not someone I want to fuck with right now. He's got this mojo, and he's also the guy can throw the ball. Sling it. He can sling it. And Joe Flacco has not been slinging it at all. At all. At all. And he's got, he's got two good receivers. He can't get them the ball. It's Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders, they're just running routes open. Joe's not seeing him. I don't know. Good luck, my friend. Because Gardner Minshew and his powerhouse of a father, if you saw that on Thursday Night Football, if you're wondering who was that refrigerator in a Jaguars t-shirt, yeah, that was Gardner Minshew's dad. And they're like, hey, man, do you work out on the NFL Network crew afterwards? And he's like, ah, I just run marathons. He's a joker, bro. They're all jokers. Also, Gardner Minshew, 4.0 GPA. Really smart. Yeah. VOG told me that at work last night. How about... Uh... <laughs> Anyway, Gardner Minshew, watch out. Might be fuck souping or soup fucking weird Mike next week. Tune in to find out next week. Also, tune in to find out who we picked for a survivor pick this week. Okay, so that's your weird pick, Mike. Good luck against Gardner Minshew and his rhinoceros of a father. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're showing up to bring him to prom, and uh, I'd be intimidated too. Watch out. It's going to be a good one at Mile High. Bunch of good games this weekend. The Ravens game, the Bills game. Yes. Hey, hey, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Yeah. I'd uh, be a good one to go to the Ralph for. Would love to be there. But uh, you had another wedding up north or something? Another wedding up north. Oh my God, that's a full dance card, Jeffrey. Charlie and Jenna, 14 years in the making. Uh, she finally asked him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, this should be fun. Hope you enjoy your weekend, folks. Look, a couple things uh, to, just to get to. I was right and I was wrong. Couple things last, couple things throughout the season thus far. Okay, I said the Detroit Lions would make the playoffs when everybody forgot who the Detroit Lions are. I'm not saying I told you so too early. I'm just saying they're really onto something here. They got a good defense. They got good special teams, and Matt Stafford realizes this is the, probably the best team he's ever had, minus Calvin Johnson. It's time to push for something more than mediocre career success. And I, I, the the coaches are playing for him. You beat the Eagles in Philly. You know, you got the players now. It's real. They got some mojo. Minus that random tie with Arizona, they'd be 3-0. That's still not the end of the world. Nope. I was wrong on the Raiders. Now, when I said that they were going to make the playoffs, they had, had Antonio Brown on their roster, at least in some capacity. But I'll take it. I don't like him. Something's wrong with Carr, too. In your fifth year, you're not supposed to be making the mistakes he's making. Uh, it's, it's a problem. Kirk Cousins can make those mistakes because his team can make up for it. Car, car can't. And he, I don't think he can do it by himself. And I think Gruden is going to start to start to see that. I like the Raiders as a team. I like their draft picks. They lost Abrams, that safety they drafted, and that's going to hurt them. That guy was a rock star, ready to go. You know like what? a new Rodney Harrison. You know what else they lost? They're home. <laughs> yeah. They're on the road for five weeks straight in three different countries, six different time zones. Yep. Come on. It's just... It was a poor scheduling, uh, a poor lack of viewing of their, pro of their schedule. Nobody knows if the Mexico game's happening again. E even, like though, it's even though the Herd and Peter King were all over it, stay away from the Raiders because of the schedule. Uh, anyway, I was wrong, and I was right, and that's life. What are you going to do? Okay, uh, we got a big Super Bowl giveaway. We just want to talk about it quickly. Uh, the raffle, we've had a lot of DMs about it. Uh, if you want a... Ticket, check us out on Instagram, at Hughes Talking. We posted the flyer last week. And you can DM at Team I Will Canada. If you've DM'd them already, they probably contacted you. They may not have opened the raffle quite yet. They're just jumping a couple hoops to throw this sort of big thing. But again, the tickets are $95 for a chance. And there's one, they're only selling 400 tickets 
for a chance to win two tickets to the Super Bowl and a VIP experience for both of you. Valued at over $20,000. Some lucky look who's talker, hopefully, is fucking going to Miami with, I think it's like Gloria Estefan, Pitbull, and Jennifer Lopez doing halftime. Oh, yeah, halftime is, uh, that sounds like news that doesn't matter. And even though Huck Media, our buddy, our buddy Huck, has been passing around a petition online trying to get Maroon 5 back for a consecutive <laughs> performance, he is the sixth Maroon. He is our, uh, our awesome producer. We couldn't do without him. And uh, anyway, DM team at I Will Canada, team at team, <laughs> at team I Will Canada, uh, and all proceeds are going to the Toronto Rehab Foundation. So remember to check out uh, teamiwill.ca. It's a fantastic organization. Running marathons, triathlons, and a whole bunch of other awesome stuff. It's a big community of I-willers. Because folks, in life, just say you, that you can do it. And you can. All right? And all you look who's talkers out there, you can be saying, I will potentially be going to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I got my ticket. I'm fired up. And let me tell you something. Look who's talker. If you win that... Be prepared for some weird mic heat. Couple of seven, eight, nine K USD off. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be getting I'll be getting more d- details of the team I will summer send off tomorrow night. But DM team at I will. They'll get back to you and let you know your tickets reserved if they haven't actually sold it to you yet. That's just a couple of uh, a barrier or two in their way, which I'm told has either already happened or will be happening shortly. And they're the draw. Is on American Thanksgiving, also known as the best football day of the year. Absolutely, We're I'm excited be for it already. Live at Hernsey's. Yeah. Oh, they'll be doing the draw at King's Taps in Toronto. Great bar. So we might Solid be doing bar. that live, at least on Instagram video or something. Absolutely. Check we'll it be out. All over that. You got to wear a shirt for that, by the way. Uh, okay, my <laughs> attendance projection just went down a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Mike walks into places with a shirt, and it it could be uh, it could be like a half decent party. And that shirt ends up around his, around his head like he's like Will Smith at Carlton's birthday party. <laughs> Jackets inside out, sweating in cold places, but he's having a great time. Always. Keep him away from the microphone post-midnight. Yeah, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Absolutely. All platforms, steal your friend's phone. It's all good. Uh, this is just a big shout-out to anyone who's sharing our podcast with their friends, family, and we're not seeing it. We know you're doing it. We love it. We're getting all the feedback from you. We love you guys. Uh, do we have anything from Shut the Huck Up? No, nah, man. I had my Titans bid earlier. I'm all good. I love you, Huck, and I always will. Some I love new- the Titans this week, too. Yes, you do. Some news that does not matter. A man who was catching babies still managed to call out Aguilar in the TV interview of his life. He'll never get that back. News that doesn't matter. Shakira, J-Lo, halftime, South Beach. Miami Super Bowl, caliente. Mucho caliente. Mucho, mucho, mucho many things. Absolutely, folks. Enjoy your week. A little rundown, because I've been asked to do a rundown of my picks at the end. Uh, We got Cleveland, plus seven. Pittsburgh, minus four and a half. Tampa Bay, plus nine and a half. New England, minus seven. The Chicago Bears, minus two and a half. And the New York Giants, minus three. Weird Mike's pick is... Broncos, minus three at home versus Minshew and that mustache. They say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and hoping it changes. Sign me up, baby. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. Fuck media, baby. See you later.